Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are tuning to YouTube with me, Bibi Aisha Lehe, here on Radio Islam International. So we're talking about discipline. Loads of people have different opinions when it comes to discipline. When you discipline a child, you are teaching a child that there is importance in knowing the difference between wants and needs, acceptable and unacceptable social behavior and etiquette, rules, boundaries, and most importantly, self-respect. All of which our beloved Nabi Muhammad teaches us. All of which Quran expects from us. And sadly, I'm going to speak from a former teacher perspective. There are children who come to school in grade one who throw tantrums, who don't know how to say please and thank you, who demand what they want, who bully other children and then play victim, who hit, steal, push, fight, have delusions of grandeur, and expect everybody to jump to their tune. And it makes you wonder, where does this come from? Very important reminder that the maktab and the school is not responsible for teaching children good manners. That is the duty of the parents. And that should be done from the time the child is a little baby. Your child has been entrusted to you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your child is an amana. And, and from the time you are a parent until the time your eyes close, you will be the parent. And even if your child is 35 or 42 or 61, you are still the parent. And it is your duty to advise your child or children to carry themselves out in a manner that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with. To follow Quran, to follow Sunnah. So that, my beloved listeners, is firstly a reminder for me and to everybody else. Now when it comes to disciplining a child, when you discipline a child, you are teaching this child beneficial life skills that he or she will need to be productive, responsible, accountable, and equipping your child with the life skills necessary to exist in the dunya. But if your child is unable to do any of this, and your child behaves in a manner that is unruly, that is rude, that is disrespectful, 
that is embarrassing, who are we going to blame? Social media? I don't think so. Because why are young children walking around with cell phones and gadgets? Young children of this age should be playing outdoors, or if they are indoors, they should be helping in household chores, because that's sunnah, and communicating and spending quality time with their family. So we can't blame social media. That's just that app. The app is not in control of you. You should be in control of the app, number one. Number two, who do you blame? You can't blame anybody because a child is born sinless. A child is born innocent, masum, no rules. He doesn't know or she doesn't know anything. So who is that child's first teacher and primary teacher? The parents. And the best way to teach your child manners and the consequences of their actions by disciplining them with love is by modeling that behavior yourself. Sadly, when it comes to discipline, people think, I do discipline my child. Do you? Because if you are defending yourself, that clearly means that there is no discipline. Discipline is not taking a shoe and beating your child up. Discipline is not taking a stick and beating your child up. It's no form of physical abuse. But when we were growing up, truth be told, anything would be thrown at you if you did something that broke the rules. If you were rude to somebody, if you stole from your sibling, if you bullied somebody else's child, if you were rude to your parents, no parent thought twice about throwing a shoe at you, about giving you a slap, about pulling your ear. Were they abusing you? No, they weren't abusing you. They were molding you and teaching you good manners. That's how we grew up. My mother's form of discipline was classic. She would just give you that look. I used to call it the look of horror. When my mother just gave that look, you knew you were in trouble. Another, you know, common mistake that parents sometimes make, just wait until your father comes home or just wait until your mother comes home. There's no need to tell your child that because you're building fear in your child or children for the other parent. Why don't you discipline your child on your own? And I'm going to share some very positive tips with you. After we listen to our guest, we've sent some very, very valuable tips to a voice note. Please do take a listen. Good day. My name is Friedling Peterson. I'm a dental assistant and I'm originally from Cape Town. When my kids were young, this is how I disciplined them. I am not your friend, I'm your mother. Lots of love, respect and consistency. Young children that throw tantrums, it's a sign that parents losing control. It is a habit that should stop early as possible. Unfortunately, it's a strong will and action from the parent to break that habit. Like any bad thing you do not know 
where your child pick up a bad word that happen in a second. They hear it once and it takes a long time to train them not to use that word. Parents of today, yes, hasn't got time to really spend quality time with their children. If they could realize, yes, they are busy, mom and dad both working, yes, they are tired when they're home at night, and then on top of it, both parents are kept so busy with their cell phones on social media. Tantrums is often saying, I need you. Mom and dad needs to be on the same page. Your child should know who is in control. Children need attention. Play with them. Read to them. Spend quality time with them. Children see what we do. Our actions should be pure at all times. God gave our children as a gift, so we need to look after them. From when a child is a baby, parents should teach the child. You could rather be consistently wrong than being inconsistent. Your child should trust you. They know what to expect from you. You can reason with them. There is some issues that's a no-no. You have to respect one another, respect your parents. There's no debate about it. Sit with your children, reason with them. Let them feel that they are part of growing up and have a say. God bless. Be the best parent God intended us to be. Be blessed. Ignore the child when you get home. The child take away their favorites. No TV, no toys. Be firm. If it's my child, I would give him or her a good hiding for misbehaving. If you make a promise, a promise you make is a promise you keep. My mother was very strict. She was mother and father. She had only one chance with us. She had to raise four children. She would give me a hiding of my lifetime if I was misbehaving. She was um, she was very undisciplined. There was no if, buts, or why. She only spoke once. I am very grateful for my upbringing, made me for what I stand for, love, respect, and honor others. She was very involved in our lives, always gave her best. She believed a good hiding would keep you from jail or the grave one day. Discipline is the parent's duty. God gave you the, the child or children as a gift to you. Teach them manners. Teach them the basics. Thank you. Yes, may, may I? Those are the basic things in life that comes from home. Start with a young age to say thank you and goodbye. If someone should give you a diamond, would you just place it anywhere? No, you keep it in a safe place. Keep your children Discipline and safe. Thank you.
you know, these pearls of wisdom that is shared right now with my guest, Redeline Peterson, takes me back again to the time when I was a young child. And remember I said this before we put these voice notes on, that my mother, Zubaydah Leher, just had to give that look, and you knew, you knew that that behavior was unacceptable. Now, my question to parents of today, without rules and boundaries, children grow up without manners, they have no respect for others, and have an attitude of entitlement. Without rules and boundaries and discipline, children think that they control what happens in the home. They assume parents have a money tree in the backyard. They tell you what they want to wear. They demand what toys they want. They throw tantrums. They refuse to greet other people. They tell you what they want to eat and throw a tantrum if you give them something. If you go to a shop or to a shopping mall and they see maybe an ice cream or um, a biscuits or something that they like or even a toy, they will just start screaming and demanding it. And you want to ask yourself, where did that come from? Who did they learn that from? And it's quick for many parents to start with the blame game. Oh, it must be my mother. She spoils my child when my child goes there. Oh, it must be my mother-in-law. Oh, it must be my father. Oh, it must be my father-in-law. Oh, it must be um, the nanny. Oh, it must be that, 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 that. Why do parents not reflect and say that I have spoiled my child? I haven't set the tone. I have made a mistake. Now, how do I undo this? Because if you don't undo this, that spoiled little bratty toddler is going to grow up to be a spoiled little bratty child in school who's going to be constantly expecting that same behavior because he or she assumes that he or she is entitled. And no teacher, whether it be in a maktab or in a school, will tolerate that. And once the teachers, the ustad, the mu'alima, complain, then parents go guns blazing. Please don't use guns, but do you know what I'm saying? That's the same. Fighting with the school, fighting with the maktab, claiming that the teachers are unqualified, the teachers don't know what to do, the maktab is terrible, telling everybody, don't go to that maktab, don't go to that school, the management don't know what they're doing, but refusing to acknowledge themselves that as parents, you have failed in your responsibility to discipline your child. But remember, there's no such thing as doom and gloom. Because every morning when you, are, when you wake up, you are alive and you have an opportunity to rectify your own mistakes. Nobody is perfect. But blaming other people 
for your children's behavior. That is totally incorrect and unacceptable. So we're going to have a short ad break. And when we return, I'm going to be sharing some very useful tips on how to discipline young children. Remember what children learn from birth up until six years old sets the foundation for who they will be for the rest of their lives, their character, and what they are able to memorize in that period from birth to six. They will never have that capacity to memorize again in their lives. That is called the absorbent mind by doctors and child care specialists. But it's also in Quran. Remember, like I said in the beginning of the show, your children are in Amana. They have been entrusted to you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are you going to blame everybody else but yourself for your child's bad manners? A child who has this negative behavior, throws tantrums, doesn't greet elders, demands what he or she wants, displays the actions in his or her immediate environment, displays the manners in his or her environment. That child, when he or she comes out of the house, is showing everybody in public where he or she comes from. And that is a proven fact. We shall be continuing, inshallah, after the ad break. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are tuned in to Youth Talk with me, Bibi Aisha Lahe. And this morning we're talking about discipline and young children. So, I'm going to share a very, very funny incident with you that actually took place last week, funny enough. So, last week, I went to one of the malls and I needed to pick up something from one of the stores. And as I entered the mall, there was this elderly gentleman, um, a youngish woman, and a five-year-old who was screaming at the top of his lungs before we even entered the mall. And everybody could hear him because it was a weekday and the mall was quite empty. And I went into a few stores, got what I needed, and as I came out, he was still screaming. But this time his mom wasn't there, she just walked away from him, and he was with his dad. And his dad looked like he was going to cry. So I went up to him and I said, I'm so sorry, can I help you? And he says, don't you want to take my child? I'll give him away to you for free. And I started laughing. And the security guard came to this boy and he told him, well, you stop it. Because this boy threw himself on the floor and started, you know, throwing a tantrum. And he, this boy, about five years old, started screaming very unpleasant words to the security guard. So I asked this gentleman, the father, can I help? He says, please, like I said, you can even take him away if you want. And then he, and he looked at me and he says, you know, this child is a last lamarki, born after a very long time, and he's spoiled by his mother, and I have no control, and right now I just wish I could run away because I'm so embarrassed. So I asked this boy what was the problem, 
he ignored me. So the father said that he wanted a chocolate and he was throwing this huge this tantrum. So I looked at the boy and I said, um, what is your name? And he, he just started screaming at me, I don't like you. And, and he said that, you know, he wanted this chocolate. And he was screaming, screaming. So what I did was, I put my hands on his shoulder and I told him, listen here, I want you to look at me. And I told him, look here at my mouth. And what happened at that day, I needed to have a root canal. So I basically had um, a little bit of dental work done. And I told him, do you see what happened to me? All those chocolates that I used to eat, look what happened. My teeth came out and it's all rotten. And this child looked at me with his eyes open and he started crying. He goes, your tooth came out. I said, yes, and look at you. You only have four teeth. So many of your teeth are coming out. Now what's going to happen? You're going to eat more chocolate. And he goes, I don't want my teeth to go away. I said, well, this is what's going to happen to you. And he kept quiet. Wallahi, subhanAllah, he kept quiet. He looked at my mouth and he saw, oh my God, she doesn't have a tooth. And he kept quiet. And then I told him, would you please say sorry to your dad and to everybody here? And that's what he did. And he even apologized to the security guard. And his father asked me, can you please move into our house? Um, because you will make a huge difference. I'll pay you anything. And I just laughed. So yeah, very interesting story. But that's exactly what happened. And commonly, the last Lamarkis or the eldest child are the ones that tend to be very, very spoiled. Especially with an only child, it's even worse. So, our beloved listeners, what do you do? You have the screaming child who demands things, who is rude to everybody, who bullies everybody. Maybe the siblings don't even want to be around this child. Maybe the cousins don't even want to be around this child. What do you do? Okay, so you've acknowledged, listen, I have made a mistake. Not a problem. We have a chance to rectify your mistake because that's what we do. We all learn from our mistakes, or we should be. When you're setting up boundaries, you need to explain to your child that you are the parent, and this should be done jointly. Because if you're going to make one parent the bad one, your child is going to have a negative reaction towards that person. Oh, I'm going to tell daddy what you did. So what are you trying to tell your child? Don't respect me. It's okay. I'm the doormat. I can't do anything. But he, he, he is going to handle you. Or this is what your mother would do. That's not something you should be doing. Because that's you as a parent shifting your responsibility. So sit down with your spouse and think of ways of how to discipline your children or your child. And the best way to do that Again, go through the English Quran, subhanAllah. Learn the sunnah of our Nabi Muhammad Learn hadith. And understand how beloved Nabi Muhammad reacted towards children. That is the best advice that you will ever get. If you have difficulty understanding there are lots of respected alims and alimas in your community who can give you examples. If you're still having difficulty, there's no problem. There are lots of books out there. And there's obviously youth talk. So I'm going to share something with you here on youth talk. 
when your child does something, children are children, I do understand. But we need to realize children are children to what extent. So what behavior is acceptable and unacceptable? Bearing in line the sunnah. Or bearing in mind the sunnah. My apologies. And then with your spouse, tell each other that if so-and-so, if Omar does this or if Aisha does this, then this is what we're going to do. Lovingly discipline your child. And tell your child, today you wanted this ball and your cousin, Nafisa, took the ball from you and you started crying. Please don't do that. And then you hit her. That's not right. Because that hurt Nafisa and she is now crying. So maybe you could tell Nafisa that my cousin or my friend, I'm just using these names as examples. Why don't we play with the ball together? So again, it's teaching your children about communication. If your child says, I want this chocolate. All right. Why do you want this chocolate? Listen to what your child says. If it's mealtime, you tell your child, would you like to eat the chocolate first or your food? Because which is healthier? So make your child able to make decisions for him or herself. You're making your child think. You're making your child and parcel of his discipline. If for some reason, I mean, children, again, sometimes this happens when cousins get together and they start playing and one comes crying, sit down with all the children lovingly. Parents should never get involved where you are going to start fighting. Ask the parent or the person in that room who is the most rational and has lots of experience with children positively to maybe speak to all of them together and say, let's not fight. You know, you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to do that. Why don't we think of ideas of how we can all do something together where everybody will be happy? And let them give you choices. Or not give you choices, suggestions. Then choose the best one. Especially when it comes to parents who have more than one child. You are always caught in the middle. You need to be the referee. Giving them a slap or taking the side of one child, you don't understand that you think that you are doing what you're doing to get peace because, you know, you don't want to have the screaming child throwing a tantrum. But indirectly, you are showing the other child that I will always not listen to you and listen to your sister because she's a girl or listen to your brother because he's the baby and just give him what he wants. That's not right. When a child throws a tantrum, a baby, often people say, just give it to him. He doesn't understand. He's just a baby. Or just give it to her. You are teaching that child that he or she just needs to go way, 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 and get whatever he wants. So this child is going to go, hmm. So I make this noise, and I get whatever I want. And as he or she grows older, that noise is going to change from way, 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 to being rude, to throwing tantrums, to throwing things around. When your child's a teenager, it's going to turn into vulgar language. And where do you draw the line? When a baby demands something, Look into that baby's face, into that baby's eyes, and say, no, 
and walk away. If their child continues screaming, too bad. He or she eventually will stop. If you give that baby whatever he or she wants, like I said, you're teaching their child how to be your boss. You are teaching the child how to be the one in control. There are times where you will have a little boy or girl in the house who always wants what the other sibling has. So sometimes there will be um, a time where you may have, say, three children or two children and you buy an ice cream for both of them. And the one finishes his or hers and the other one is still having his or hers. And the one demands that he wants from the other one. And again, you say, just give it to him as a baby or just give it to her. Again, you are undermining the other child. You are making that child feel that I don't matter, that you don't love me, that you love the other one more. What is the worst, worst thing you could do to a child to make that child feel unwanted, unloved, and not important? Parents do this often. Teachers do this often. Knowingly or unknowingly. And when your children start hating each other as siblings from the time they are small and they keep fighting with each other when they are teenagers and more so when they are adults, they don't have good positive relationships. Then you need to ask yourself, who were the ringleaders in all of this? Because in your so-called professed love for your children, you have created the golden child, the trophy child, the apple of mommy's eye, mommy's puiro. It normally is mom's and their sons, daddy's princess. And it's often the middle child that is overlooked. It is often the big child that has to always give in to what the small one wants. Or sometimes it's the eldest one that gets everything all the attention and the praise and the others don't. So you have already shown your children by the way you treat them or so-called discipline them that you love them differently. If a child does something to hurt your other child or somebody else's child, ask the child first, you are a Muslim. Would Allah be happy with what you've done? Let your child answer. And if your child goes, but, 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 just say yes or no. And the child will probably say no. It was not right for me to push Fatima. Or it was not right for me to kick Azhar. And then ask your child, if somebody did that to you, you wouldn't like it. So what's the right thing to do? And your child will say, go and say sorry and say yes. And I want to see you do it right now. And need from your heart. And if you really mean it from your heart, you will not do that again to another person. There is discipline. The best form of teaching any child discipline is to murder that behavior. Now imagine you tell your children, no sweets before eating a meal. But you're sitting with a box of chocolates and a crisp. You're giving the children mixed signals. If you tell your children, I don't want you sitting 
in front of the television or get off your cell phone. But why are you saying that you on your WhatsApp? Conflicting messages. I say this every week and I'm going to continue saying this. Children learn more from what we do rather than what we say. So can you understand how your actions are actually molding your child? Because to your children, mother and father are their role models. And what you do is impacting them. What you don't do is impacting them. What you say is impacting them. And what you don't say. Anybody can say, come here, my son, I love you. Or come to me, my daughter, I love you. That's just words. Act and show your love for somebody, even your child. Please don't think that you have a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old who doesn't understand anything. Don't ever underestimate the ability of a young child. Don't overlook their feelings. Don't ever think, ah, that's a child. He or she will get over it. Why are you deciding for another human being? The worst people are those who assume that they know what's best for their children when they themselves don't even know what's best for themselves. I got a message now from one of our listeners who very perfectly said that. The listener's name is Muhammad. He's from the, the Jobak area. And he said, anybody, any two people can have a baby. But not everybody can be a parent. And that is so true. Anybody can say, I'm a mommy, I'm a daddy. But the best way of showing that you are a parent is in the way you bring your child up. Because your child and children are a reflection of who you are as a person and who you are as a parent and who you are as a couple. And when your child cannot greet older people, there's no manners. When your child throws tantrums, when your child is racist, when your child segregates, when your child has attitudes of grandeur, you are showing the world out there these are the attitudes and behavior of whom? Your environment, your belief system. So, what are we going to do about it? Best form of advice on parenting. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Like I said earlier, if you have difficulty in a particular situation, then there's no harm in going to a reputable child psychologist. But nine out of ten times, the child is not going to have a behavior problem because that's just lack of manners. Nine out of ten times, it's the environment in which the child is being brought up. Think about this. A child uses a swear word, a vulgar word. And the first thing a parent will say, oh, I don't speak like that. I don't know where he or she learned this from. 
And where did they learn this from? And if you don't know, then what is your child watching? Who is your child interacting with? And who is your child in the company of? Because if you don't know any of that, then clearly there's no supervision in your home. Again, that speaks more of what is happening in your home. Now remember, my beloved listeners, nobody is perfect, but we are all learning. Because our beloved Nabi Muhammad Wasallam taught us, learn from the cradle to the grave. Go back to the basics. You can't buy anybody's love. You can't buy your children's love. Children want your time. And when they're with you, when they want your time, it's not that all of you sit around in the lounge, but each one of you have a cell phone. That's not time. They want to be doing things with you. They want to be praised for good efforts. And if they make a mistake, explain to them lovingly. It's all right that you did this, but please do not do that again. Because that is not what our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallam taught us. Your child going to school or maktab is not separate from their life. Maktab, school, and home are all one. Your child's first maktab and school is on your lap, dear moms. Is on your lap, dear fathers. Allah blessed you with this amana, which you are going to be answerable for on the day of payama. Best way to show discipline to your children is to explain to them that what you did was not right. How would you feel if it was done to you? So what are we going to do to fix it? Sometimes parents opt for timeout. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Tell the child, go and sit in one corner, take a deep breath, maybe teach a child to make wudu. Young children can make wudu. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Go sit on the musala. Go make wudu, go sit on the musala. Or take a test being, go say astaghfirullah, and ask Allah to forgive you for hitting your baby sister. Or ask Allah to forgive you for breaking the window while you were playing soccer. I don't think you did it on purpose, but that's not right, because now it's the neighbor's window, and who's going to pay for it? Instead of you paying for it, tell your child, we're going to take the money from your money box. Because that's teaching your child responsibility. That's building character. Children need to know that they are rights. Everybody knows their rights, sadly. But how many people know their responsibility? There's no such thing as entitlement. You want anything? You ask nicely. Know the difference between I want and I need. I want a brand new techie. But do you need it? That's the big difference. That's the big question. I want three different sweets. Do you have to have it? So my beloved listeners, discipline comes from home. Discipline is not throwing a shoe at your child. I think our parents did the best that they could do at the time when we were much younger. But Alhamdulillah, shukran, most of us turned out fine. I'm sure all of us turned out fine. We're all just getting there. We get there at different times. But moving forward with the generation that we are bringing up, 
and the times that they are growing up, with all the social evils that are around them, there has never been a greater need to go back to Quran, to go back to Sunnah, to go back to Hadith, like there is right now. Well, I accept the efforts of every parent striving to do their best. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the efforts of every family member, every teacher, whether it be in a maktab or in a school, that wants the best for your child because they know that this child is an amana. From me, Bibi Aisha here, my sound engineer, Muhammad, and the team at Radio Islam International, we make dua. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your beneficial du'as and request that you remember us in your du'as as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant sabr and ease to all who are suffering around the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to become parents and role models to our future generation. Ameen. Until we speak again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.